Podmore Get Better is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better. I am Will Sandstead. And here, I'm Tony Johnson. Here on April, May. Jesus, it's April. May. Is it April still? No, that's uh, the girl who works down the hall here from the Banger Bunker. But no, it's actually May. Uh, May 14th, 2019 on a Tuesday, the Rare Tuesday podcast, Tony. Yeah, well, Sunday was Mother's Day. Yeah. And yesterday just didn't work out, and we got we got to bring our listeners this content. So we're uh, we're gearing up for Worlds here. Worlds not that far away, but uh, first thing we got to talk about is the return of events mode. Oh. Uh, yeah, you want more? Yeah, I want more events modes with two O's. Yeah. And an E. And an E. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just In this <laughs> case, it's two O's and no E. Bonnie Moore events mode. We took a week off last week. Uh, we don't. I, we haven't heard if we're gonna go every. We're gonna get back to a rhythm of every week, or if we're gonna get back to the way it was before, which is every other week. I guess we'll find that out next week. Yeah, they. Uh, I know. I know. It. Uh, some of the guys at it. Whether it was Adam or Kevin had talked about as events mode was initially rolled out. It was on for a week, off for a week, and then they said we're gonna have the twelve weeks of qualifying, and in theory after that they were gonna do an events mode every week after that and, and I can understand definitely if they want to analyze the data look at the tweaks you know come up with some things you know focusing on worlds was obviously a huge priority they brought back worlds and yep. I'm guessing their energy is focused on that uh, such a big event the prize pool is growing sounds like they have a really good relationship with the Orleans Casino Boyd Gaming putting up live odds on the big board and I think they're really focusing on that so I can understand events mode getting put to the back burner even if it does revert back to every other week for a little bit well and you know if they need any consultative services I think the uh, the two of us here at Podmore Gitbit are willing to throw our hat in the ring and, and give them some ideas for each week's event mode yeah we've we've definitely uh, sent Kevin Adam even Don uh, some you know messages uh, they've definitely given us some feedback uh, we're welcome to more feedback, more data, more numbers, more information to bring to you on the Podmore Get Better podcast. Tony, we, we looked at the analytics, and there are approximately 2,000 listeners per week. So this is reaching far and wide. Okay. Where Do, you, do we have any information on where those listeners are? Yes. So there's a definite breakdown. It can go city, state, okay. country, okay. and ultimately planet. Planet. Well, I assume most of our listeners are here on Earth. On uh, Earth, yes. Uh, do we have, like, maybe, I guess, orbiting space? I suppose technically on the space station they could probably get our podcast if, level if they really wanted to. Yeah. Any I mean, other, do we have any other information on anywhere else that we got any uh, listeners at in the solar no, system? No, we're, we're, we're looking, obviously, to branch out. You know, our sponsors, you have to have a far and wide-reaching audience. Yep. Uh, you, you don't want to have any Martians. You know, you don't want to, you know go digging through Uranus trying to find sponsors or yep. anything so uh, 100% here on earth as it stands right now so okay, well, no other forms of life uh, that's what the scientific community claims within our solar system and I think we have the evidence to back that up as yeah, it stands confirmed that's good to know well b- back to events mode we talked about it being on Bonnie Moore correct and we talked about it being this week we didn't talk about what it was mm-hmm. it's a uh, 50 person basically prize play yeah except for it's play, handicapped yep. Correct. So the payouts are just like regular 50-person live events. Uh, Al Jazz making a uh, hand hand motion uh, around his groin. Self, think... Self-pleasuring himself. Yep. Uh, might have been in a sarcastic manner. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so I think here at the Banger Bunker, we're not doing a lot of events mode this week. I know, Will, you played one yesterday. I, pl- I played one. I shot a plus three. Yep. Uh, finished, uh, gosh, I want to say... 
Right around like 37, 38. Got my free tea out of the deal though. $4 free tea. And one thing, so while we're not playing a lot of uh, events mode here this week, I'm sure there are being a decent amount of events modes being played because uh, based on the tournaments that we've played so far yesterday and today, uh, it is Shark Tank out there. Oh yeah. It is brutal. It's bangers everywhere. Uh, there is chum in the waters. Shark Tank. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, you, you I, can you can smell it a mile away. I played a, yeah, I played a I played a crawdad, uh, fifty person a little while ago, and it was like, I told Will I said this is like a this is like a world's qualifier. This is, it oh was yeah, like a who's who of oh, uh, hell yeah of Golden Sea in there, and it was I mean it was like twenty deep of, of players. But uh, but anyway, so uh, hopefully next week we'll move on to something besides handicap, and and uh, we'll get a little bit more play out of us. But uh, we understand why they do it. We don't have yeah. to like it, but we can under, we can still understand why they do it. Yeah, if, if if you think about the average skilled golden tee player or someone just getting started on this, and they have this brand new thing called events mode, and they've started to play more, trying to get better. Hint, hint. Uh, they've been looking at the last twelve weeks of having events mode activated, and not necessarily saying they don't have a chance, but it would. It would take a bunch of really good rounds, obviously, going up against people trying to qualify for the world championship. So I think this, in theory, is, in my perspective, kind of throwing a bone back to the more common players, the yeah. players getting started. Having handicapped tourneys where they may play three, four, five, and, you know, if they make a little bit of money, cool, I'm, I'm all for it. So, I mean, we're, we're trying to grow the game. I know IT is, and we fully support them in that. Just uh, don't make it ten weeks in a yeah. row of handicapped. Ten, ten weeks. Uh, yeah, that'd be terrible. Uh, so next thing we want to talk about is the design a hole competition, Ooh. which uh, just finished up. They just <coughs> the last two weeks before this week they released one uh, one of the top ten finalists every day, and so uh, we're just gonna kind of give our impressions. We're, we'll go one by one, uh, you know, hashtag content. But before we do, yeah, ahead. let's uh, let's create a dual fissure right here. Right. Oh yeah, one two. Ah oh, wow. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll take some Blue Mountains right here, Tony. What do you got? Uh, I've got something called Union Jack IPA, courtesy of Aljaz, and uh, it's pretty tasty. Thank you, Aljaz. It's got a bear on the side of it. Mm -hmm. I like animals. I like nature photography, yeah. so uh, we may keep that empty can around. We're uh, still taking some missions for the uh, Sandmeyer Trophy. Yes, absolutely. Turns out we did not get any, so uh, <laughs> so we're going to extend our... Uh, Extend it for another week. Oh, that's great news. That so, is absolutely great news. So, yeah, you've got until next Sunday uh, at midnight uh, to get us your submissions for the Sandmeyer Trophy. Otherwise, you know, again, if, if submissions are slow, you never know. We might, we might throw it out another week. Yeah, or worse comes to worse, we just make it a handicap tourney, and, yeah, you can uh, yeah, yeah. throw in your submission. A yeah, lot of just, options. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, design a hole. Uh, first one was called Skylight. So this was by, I'm not going to get all these names, I'm sorry. First one was Skylight, and it was a drivable par 4, and basically the green was inside a cave. Uh, and Deep cave, I wonder if it smells. And probably musty. <laughs> but uh, so you, uh, there's a skylight in the cave that you can drop your ball through to get on the green. Seems a little, uh, little crazy. To, oh, Mike's here. Oh, Mike Kenny Lay, world qualifier. We're, we're podcasting here, Kenny. You get to hear it. Yeah, we I know you're a loyal listener, so I am. so uh, you'll have to just listen to it twice this week or something. <laughs> but uh, so Skylight, uh, I don't think this is going to be a, a top three finalist just because it's a little bit too gimmicky mm -hmm. with the with the hole in the top of the cave. 
interesting submission. Uh, will I, not make my top three. I, I, I think this one actually comes through with my top three because it looks like from the initial submission, they, they gave some details on it. It sounded like the approach shot was the only way to actually go through the cave opening uh, above the green. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way to drive this par four was to shoot it long and straight right through that hole. Mm. Uh, you're trying to get to that, you know, cave might be a little musty. You got to go long. You got to go straight. Uh, I like this. Um, a cave, I, I don't know the logistics in terms of the software programming. We've talked about Caddy Dreas number three. It's a, uh, you know, short par three, but the machine glitches. I, I don't know what type of rendering opportunities there would be for something like that. Um, but but I'm a, I'm a fan. To me, uh, of the ten that made it, this one's in my top three. Okay. Uh, next up, number two was menacing med <coughs> menacing medley, uh, and this is in my top three. Uh, it's a drivable par four. I think a lot of these are drivable par fours. That's mm -hmm. pretty common. I, I I can't remember the last time someone submitted into and got into the top ten a non drivable par four. Do people even even bother uh, submitting those? There was a par three back in the day, and damn you. Yeah, you, you stumped me on this one. Uh, kind of had, God, I, I don't even know what the hell course it was. That's right. drive me nuts. That's, the Blue Mountains are uh, are killing the memory. Yeah, but, I, need, uh, uh, I need more brain cells not to be killed by, you know, beer. And I'm going to spell that M-O-O-R-E, more. More brain I need cells. that yep. much more. Yes. Uh, so we've got, here we've got a, a green that has three tiers. And in his write-up, he, he threw out a couple options. He, you could have the... The, the, it's kind of a, a across the across side to side. The middle tier could be high, the middle tier could be low. I think he left it open to uh, to the design group a little bit. I think it'd be really interesting to have that upper tier um, or the middle tier be high. I don't know. Uh, but then there's a whole bunch of tee boxes all around it, ranging in distance from anywhere from 200 to uh, a little over 300 yards. I think it's a good hole. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I, I got to give kudos on uh, this first design. I, I think when you implement multiple tee boxes and you kind of give a layout showing, hey, here are the four or five tee boxes, here are the different lengths, here's the different approaches. I think the more options that you can give to IT in terms of their, them trying to see your vision and what you're looking at in a design a whole uh, probably translates well to the team looking at how the functionality to be the change of different views different angles different green slopes mm -hmm. uh, so kudos like, like I said I apologize we don't have the name for number two uh, I, I like the design I like the submission with uh, the actual logistics of playing the whole so uh, next up, we've got Big Stone Gap. Uh, I'm noticing a lot of uh, trends here. We got holes. We got some gaps going on. Uh, a lot of these holes have tiers on the greens. I think they've they've opened uh, they opened that <coughs> that floodgate back up a couple years ago, and so I think a lot of sub submissions have tiers. And I like having a tier on the green. Uh, once in a while, that can be a little problematic from a programming perspective, making sure you can put up the tier. Uh, but they've designed a lot of original holes, or Jim has with with tiers over the last couple years, and so. Uh, it, it just kind of it shrinks the green without shrinking the green, right? To to have different tiers. So uh, this whole, I think uh, the the uh, the artwork is nice. Um, I don't know, looks interesting enough. It's a pretty big slope on the green, so uh, I'm not sure what that little uh, circle is on the far left of the green. I think it's just kind of marking where the, like the hardest pin position would be. And I agree, that would be the hardest pin position, the back left. But uh, yeah, th about a 310 yard par four, and uh, yeah, it could be an interesting hole. 
Yeah, look, look, looks like a solid hole. Good schematics again. You, you can note certain elevation changes, negative 10, plus 20, negative 40. Yep. Uh, I think it's a good looker. Myself, I, I wouldn't put that in my top three, but overall, I, I think that's a great one. Uh, next up, <laughs> here we go. Next up, we've got Parker's Point. Parker's uh, Point, you got done dirty. No, no E on point, worth <laughs> noting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it looks like either, I'm not sure if Parker... Uh, managed, uh, I guess I assume the guy's name is Parker, but uh, whether they cut off their own scan of the image or if IT cut off the scan of the image, but we're only, we're getting, I'd say, 75% of the hole. It looks like it could be an interesting hole. Uh, it looks like a, a multi-tier green here. It's a non-drivable par 5, and basically it looks like you need to, there's a pretty small layup spot where if you want to get there in two, you need to go to that spot. Um, yeah. I, I, this is not going to be my top three, but uh, you know, it's one of the few par fives I think in this year's submissions. Yeah, it's kind of the top ten. It's kind of interesting because a week and a half ago, they were taking to design a hole submissions. They cut off half the design a hole in terms of what they post on Facebook, Twitter, and their own news feed. But then this week for events modes, they start doubling up O's and course <laughs> names. So shout shout out to Kevin Lindsay or Adam. Uh, I saw it is fixed and adjusted. We are uh, gonna we're gonna beat that to death. Yeah, just, just this podcast. Just, just a little. Just, just might, a little fun. We one. might we might poke a little fun later on, but you yeah. know we're just gonna beat it to death. This Kevin, podcast. I'll uh, I'll buy you a beer in Las Vegas and probably take a couple sips of it first, but the rest of it will be yours. Uh, so uh, next up, we've got something called Whirlpool, and actually, I might have just contradicted myself already. Is this a non-drivable par four? I think it is actually. Um, so I think they probably put it in the top ten for just that reason, is that it's a non-drivable, and it's basically there's a, I'll call it a lake, although I'm sure he's calling it a whirlpool in the middle, and then. Uh, oh. Yes. Yeah, okay. de definitely some elevation changes on this hole. Yeah. And, so uh, the idea is if you, the you, if you take some risk and go off to the right to the higher elevation, then it, you leave yourself. A, a same elevation shot or roughly the same elevation shot into the green whereas if you take the easier layup then you would have a longer much more uphill shot into the green so uh, yeah, yeah it looks like it's non-drivable unless someone can drive it 480 yards uphill I can't mouth yeah. Mouse, you I'll, I'll start looking for uh, some ramps on that hole. Yeah. If uh, that oh, comes yeah. through again not, not, not my top uh, top three out of the top ten finalists yeah, it's, uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I think it's an intriguing design. There aren't many designs where I get intrigued by a non-drivable par 4, but a couple different layup options there uh, with different approach shots, different elevation changes too, Tony. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to include the elevation changes that you want in your design a hole. Maybe even a, a fairway with two different elevations. Say with oh. a, like a split down the middle. Something oh, like that. Probably some natural event, natural occurrence that caused a shifting in tectonic plates or something. Yeah. Maybe uh, I might draw one of those up next year. Yeah, you should. That, that yep. sounds like a great idea. Uh, we're going to copyright that one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Waterfall Cove. Uh, name not handy again. But uh, this is a drawable part four. Uh, and it looks like it's kind of a cave hole, although it's more like it's under an overhang than a, really a cave. Um, go ahead, Well, you... Yeah, when, when I initially saw this, 
this reminded me of what is it like Black Hills 14 or 15 which I believe was another design a hole winner yep. where you're not going necessarily dead straight at the waterfall with uh, the most amount of uh, square footage facing it but you would actually be cutting either behind the waterfall or in front of the waterfall, which potentially brings overhanging ledges into play and so forth. Uh, otherwise, the fairway looks wide open. I would put this as my second top three finalist, Tony. Me too. In, in, it's in my in, top three. In, intriguing hole. I, I really like the concept. Uh, in terms of the rendering, we kind of talked about that with the cave hole and how that would work out. Uh, you talk about 20 bounce rules and so forth with uh, the first one, the cave hole, going... Uh, through the big the hole skylight. yeah the skylight um i like this one uh i'm moving this one on to my top three yeah me too i like it good luck whatever your name is next up we got mountain hideaway and uh this is uh this is a pretty plain looking hole actually <coughs> but i think it's interesting it's interesting in its plainness mm -hmm. uh and you know it's about a well, it says 265 to 280 yard, uh, but you've, and it's a pretty big green, but you've got some trees right in the way, and, it, and it's elevated. So uh, depending on which tee box you get and where the pin is, I think you'd have to really work on some cut shots to get it to get near the hole. So I, I think it's, a, it's an interesting, relatively simple hole. Uh, I, I agree with you, Tony. Uh, I'm going to christen this hole my third finalist. Oh. With uh, the uphill elevation change, the trees blocking the green, uh, this to me screams, number one, IT would love it because it's, it's going to be a, a T user. You're going to pay the T tax. You're going to yep. use a T because of the high elevation change for the most part. But with using a T, you're going to lose a lot of spin on your ball. And if you look at the green, yes, the green is big, Tony, but it's not that deep. It's definitely wide, but not deep. Yeah, I don't, and I'm trying to read the write-up here really quick, and, and I, I don't see anything in there. It reminds me a little bit of, um, God, I'm not even going to get the course. But well, I, I was going to say it's back It's that one uphill, like it's hole three or four. It's an uphill, uh, way uphill par four. Oh, shoot. I'm not going to get well, the course. I, I was going to say But that, anyway, yeah, it's this, a T-user. This kind of reminds me of an old-school hole from uh, whether it's like Eagles Peak or Ridgewood. It seems more of like an old-school golden tee design hole, yeah. more straightforward. I, I don't want to say less gimmicky because this uh, this looks like a legit hole you could see almost on a real golf course to a certain extent. Yeah. If, uh, if you hadn't put it in your top three, I, I already have one that I know is going to round out my top three, but if, if I had a top four, this would be in my top four. It gets a close to top three for me. Uh, eighth hole called the Titan. Uh, and, you know, this has, I'm far be it for me to criticize artwork because I have no art skill whatsoever. But th just from this artwork, it's a little tough to tell what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, I think a, a rough sketch. But the write up, uh, I don't, I don't have, we don't have all day here. So we're not going to read the No, IT got the full scan in. They didn't cut yeah, half of this yeah. off. No, that would have been funny if they cut off half the scan of the ground. But uh, it's a long par five. Um, but uh, oh, we're losing a well for a couple minutes here. Oh, the, the Blue Mountains got I'm gonna I'm going to have to carry through the, the uh, 10 here. Uh, so uh, the Titan, uh, not going to make my top three, but uh, long par five, tiered green. Could be interesting. Uh, next up, we've got Villager's Island. Uh, and this hole has, speaking of artwork, I think a really nice uh, rent artist rendition of this hole. Uh, par three, a lot of bridges, a lot of tee boxes, uh, and a green that's pretty much surrounded by water. Um, and actually, this is this is this rounds out my top three. 
this the hole itself is interesting-ish, but I just think the the uh, the Arwick is uh, is really nice, and it, it, a lot of variety. It goes for anywhere from under 100 yards to near 200 yards. So I think those are the type of holes that IT likes is uh, ones with a lot of tee box variety. So this is my final of my top three. And then finalist number 10, which is the same same guy. We should probably get his name since he got two submissions. Uh, but uh, hold on, let's get it. Uh, Rob Markham. So congrats, Rob. You got two in the top 10. Uh, this is a drivable par four and Tee boxes range anywhere from 200 yards up to 300 yards. Uh, green surrounded by water. Again, very nice artwork, but uh, you know, I would say relatively plain other than the, the artwork I like a lot. So the, Will's back. I'm back. That, that par three with all the bridges, that was my third, third, <laughs> third top three finals. And the fact that he's got two holes in the top 10, I think almost guarantees that one of those is gonna get the, the top three. Yeah, Just, so we, we obviously know that the first place winner gets a home edition. I think second place winner gets a uh, Callaway driver. I yep. think third place gets a Callaway putter. And I believe the remaining ones get a $50 gift card. So these folks are already in. Yeah. They're already ahead in the game. Uh, making note of this though, I mean, number 10, Sidewinder Creek. If you look at this, it looks like when you go to a country club or a better golf course, with distances laid out from the tee box, mm -hmm. the slight elevation change, something about this, I'm not good with computer-aided drawing or any of that stuff, uh, this looks like something you'd see in a golf scorebook yeah, yeah. when you go to a nicer premium course. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love the look of it, uh, just shy of coming in for my top three. Yeah, no, uh, nice job Nice job on the on the uh, artwork, Rob Markham. So that rounds out the top 10. Again, we've, we've laid out our top three. I, I assume this week we're gonna get our are the top three from IT. I don't. I, I assume they're gonna kind of uh, release that this week. We haven't heard. Yeah, I'm. Now. I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard. I know uh, Kevin Lindsay, IT employee, was down at Steve Sobel's wedding. Congratulations, Steve Sobel, uh, one of the three founding members of Power Events Golden Tee Tour, uh, golf tour. Put on six events, live events, every year. Always a blast. The next big event we have coming up is Worlds. But after Worlds, we have Evansville, Indiana. Richmond, Virginia. We shouldn't forget South Carolina again this week. And Chris Longino's South Carolina one. And with Steve Sobel, he got married. Beautiful bride. Uh, yeah, just just really cool to see everyone there. This past weekend, there were there were some soft tourneys, Tony. I, I snuck in some games. There were a lot of Golden Tee players at this tournament. It was very much like a Golden Tee uh, tournament weekend in terms of the softness of the tournament. With so many Golden Tee players down at, at Steve's wedding. Maybe even more Golden Tee players at his wedding than there was at the St. Louis tournament, but uh, who's to Ooh. say? Oh, God, but, <laughs> these shots these last couple of weeks. I, I don't know if it's this Coors Light. And this... I, don't, I don't think Steve listens. Oh, He'll be hot, okay. Hot, hot damn. Yeah, so if you're on the Golden Tee fan page, a lot of people posted photos who were down there. Uh, obviously, they were down there. It looked like a gorgeous wedding on the beach. Everyone in uh, khakis, you know, button-up shirts. Some people even had shorts on. Uh, I, I think one of our former sponsors, Jazz's Jean Shop, actually introduced a line of shorts that were represented down there. So that, that was great to see. One of the pictures I was really excited for, uh, I haven't checked my email. I could probably pull that up shortly. Uh, Evan Gossett looked, looked like he got some sunburn, but then he also looked like he applied some sunscreen really properly. He was white on top, red in his midsection. Uh, so here at Podmore, get better studios. Uh, we'll have to make sure. Sponsors. Yeah, all, always looking for the sponsors. We'll have to make sure our internet connection is up and running. Uh, maybe we just haven't gotten an email. Maybe he miskeyed it. 
But that uh, that sunscreen, Evan Gossett sunscreen. Well, he, you know what he probably did? Uh, you know, podmore get better at gmail.com. He probably misspelled more. Oh, two O's. Podmore get better. God, that's a great point. Yeah, I, I could see the confusion there. Yep. Uh, so, but we did, out of that, we did get a new sponsor. Really? From yeah. Steve Sobel's wedding, we got a yep. new sponsor. Yes, and we're happy to announce brand new sponsor of the podcast, Chris Longino's uh, Dance University. Oh, gosh. And so, you know, as, you know, it, it's important to note that Chris Longino's Dance University, you know, Chris Longino, we talked about it, he's running the South Carolina tournament, he's from South Carolina. This is not just for our South Carolina listeners, though. This is a lot like, uh, say, uh, University of Phoenix, but this is an yeah. online course, uh, courses available so from... anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. I you mean, could I, be, I know our 100% of our listeners are on Earth, but just in case they were interplanetary they could do this online yep, yep. it's it's uh, online Ooh. coursework chris longino's dance studio and uh yeah I, I think we we saw a video of him and his moves from uh steve sobel's reception yeah i, I wasn't sure i know a lot of golden tee players were there and maybe i just had poor reception when i looked at the video i couldn't tell if that was chris longino seth standifer or al zero um, i mean i saw the bald head I saw him with the big beard dancing around, uh, not in a suit, not in a tie. So I wasn't sure how that was playing out. So as a as as our Podmore Get Better listeners, you are uh, there's a special deal for you. Oh, yeah. Our first promo code. Yeah. This is um, yeah. This the first video is available for free, and it is um, a video on how to twerk. Oh. And, lovely. And uh, the promo code. So go to. LonginoDanceUniversity.com and you enter the promo code Baldmore Dance Better. Oh, I and like it. Then you get your free twerking lesson that, from that's Chris huge. himself. Absolutely huge. He, he'll be clothed in that though, right? Uh, I I don't know. He he undid a couple buttons in that okay. video, okay. so I don't I know just, how many unbutton I, how many I buttons just, he's gonna unbutton for this uh, for this get, twerking uh, tutorial. This this could get hot and heavy. But, Chris uh, Longino, congratulations on your new business. That's that's fantastic. You got Golden Tee Tournament going, part time vendor. I mean, you're you're just running shit right now, my man. So congratulations. I, I'm happy to be pons- uh part of the partnership with you as a sponsor. I know Tony is as well. I, I can see the smile on his face. Our studio members are on their feet. They're excited about this. I think they're already going to the website and logging this in, uh, trying to get this twerking video of Chris Longino. That's, Again, that's that huge. promo code is uh, Baldmore Dance Better. Nice, nice. Uh, so, Yeah, next up, what do we got, Will? We're, we're going to follow this up. Uh, Steve Sobel's wedding, we're going to flip over because that was taking place. We just got our 73rd of 74 qualifiers, and the 73rd qualifier also was in attendance at Steve Sobel's wedding. Who wasn't? Yeah, I, I, I was here, unfortunately. I had to work. I had a grandfather pass away, a bunch of logistical stuff, but uh, I was not, unfortunately. I was not as, as well. Uh, but so, yeah, uh, congratulations to uh, Jason Lociavo. Uh, just saw him down at the St. Louis tournament, uh, big attender of tournaments, and so it's always great to see somebody who just missed out on a, on a world spot in the events mode qualifier get his spot through the final, uh, well, second to last, I guess we should say, uh, available means, and that was through the closest or the um, the money shot last Friday. Uh, so that's 73, and we've got one more. That'll be the final spot awarded the Friday Night of Worlds. The Sandmeyer. The Sandmeyer. Again, we're still accepting trophy submissions. Uh, yeah, and I think over the you know 
basically at this point the field is set and so last last year this is about the time we started the podcast last year uh, and we lame some odds lame some odds yeah and we started <laughs> by going through the, the field and uh, talking about the different tiers and so we'll, we'll we maybe we'll break that up over a couple weeks over the next month or so because we're oh excuse me we're about a month from uh, about a month from worlds at this point so we'll start to talk about some of the odds hopefully uh, just like last year the actual so there will be some actual odds released at some point yeah Boyd gaming the, the got audience. to see it on the big board <clears throat> so uh, that'll be fun to break down the different tiers like we did last year talk about people that have come up from last year maybe dropped a little bit not played as much since last year and, and go from there yeah speaking of you know coming up a little short I mean I, I just want to give a shout out to Jason Lociavo getting that 73rd spot I mean 1.3 inches most people would kind of cringe at that but that was probably the best moment of your life with that 1.3 <laughs> inches uh, I know you're currently playing as Jackie's husband I've met Jackie a couple times and she seems absolutely thrilled with that 1.3 inches <laughs> as well so congratulations Jason congratulations on that short one yes yes uh, what do we got oh next up this is a Tony segment. Oh, here we go. So, uh, Will, you're by all means welcome to, to chime in. Th- this should have been my bathroom break right here. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know if I'm getting too old and have a small bladder. I got too much of these blue mountains running through me. But so last week we talked about the first few weeks of the remastered, or, or of the Golden T4, the first few years of the Golden T4 courses and, and what ones would be good for remastering. Uh, and I left some of those notes back at home, but I, I did over the uh, last week release my top top 21 that's how many courses there are uh top 21 rankings of the golden t4 courses for remastering uh and i was almost certain i was going to stick with king's canyon as my number one but as i was looking through course by course eagle's peak actually rose to the top a dark horse so so tony in in kind of looking up at the big board here you know we got a big whiteboard here in the studios you know kind of planning things out for the next week month couple years on ends i mean it's a nice big whiteboard looks like you have it broken down into three categories so you talked about the 21 courses can you kind of tell the listeners how you broke this down in terms of what you feel would be a good remastered courses which ones you think could potentially be on the back burner sure uh wasn't uh the most scientific although you know i had a lot of uh post-it notes with a lot of information on it but uh, like a CSI show, trying yeah, to link together. Yeah, just <laughs> connecting all the dots. But uh, really what I'm looking for is a course that has a pretty good, pretty low par, right? So we want something, uh, a lot of the courses nowadays have par, GT par of kind of 29, 30, 31 in that range. So something that's going to get there. So some of the courses that wouldn't have that, that low of a par, we would uh, drop lower on the list. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I looked for courses that had holes that were uh, that were a different par than they used to be, so something like a 410 yard par four that just wasn't drivable back in the day. Whether it was there's trees in the way that you couldn't get over, and now that you can get there with some high tee, or whether just with the equipment and our C3s and our A1s, whether whether we can get there now. And so, uh, change factor we talked about last week, as well as I, I gave uh, I I, thought, I always think it's interesting when a course changes par. And so, you know, you talk about, like, Catadreas right now. Catadreas, hole one can be there sometimes. Hole two is there most of the time, but not all the time. You've got some par fives that are sometimes... Nine, eleven, I, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's interesting when, of course, different setups have really different pars. Yeah, so 
you've been doing a lot of talking. I want to get back to the Sandmeyer Trophy. Oh, okay. Actually, actually we're, we're still taking <laughs> submission applications. We've extended a week, so that's exciting. Uh, but this pause in the action is uh, brought to you by Coors Light. And Firestone Brewery. Beautiful. And Al Jazz. Thank yes. you for the beer, Al Jazz. Yes. Cheers. Nice. Uh, so my, uh, I, we talked about the tiers. So tier one, I say any of these courses I, was, I would be excited to have. And also in this in this group, we would have had Rattle, Rattlesnake and Crawdad would have fallen into this group. I think those are great, two great remastered courses. Uh, so we've got Eagles Peak ranked number one, Kings Canyon number two, uh, Castleshire number three, Tropical Falls, Swords Point, point with an E on the end, uh, <laughs> Sapphire Springs, and Suerte del Sol. So Suerte del Sol, that's a little interesting because if they ever remastered that course and it came up in a weekly event, you know. What's a little nugget about Suerte del Sol that folks might not know? I mean, what potential issues could arise with this? Well, I, I'm worried that having three words in the name of a in the name of the course might lend us some programming issues. Okay. We might get Suerte del Sol. Mm. Suerte Suerte del Sol might be a problem. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but that sounds dirty. Suerted. Yeah. <laughs> we get suerted. <laughs> Uh, but one thing I noticed when I was looking at all these courses is, so far the four remastered courses have all had flat hole ones, which is very un- which was unusual back then. And actually, the old school, the oldest of the Golden Tee four courses, almost none of them were flat greens except for the ones they picked. But then later on, so the last two years of Golden Tee four, a lot of the hole ones were flat greens. So in my in my write up, I made note of which ones were flat hole ones because in my mind they, they have to be it, it's too many it can't be a coincidence at this point that they've all they've picked all flat greens yeah so up one. here in our big board i can see the breakdown right now which you're kind of explaining to the listeners we've got a total of 21 courses and for flat greens it looks like of these 21 courses there's 11 of them so it's right around a 50 50 yeah, yeah. yet it right now is four for four on going flat greens yeah so i uh, and Kevin even commented on that. He, it wasn't clear to me based on his comment whether I was uh, accurate in my assessment or not, but uh, we'll see. Because they've already done, the, the, this year's courses are done. So they're already built. delivered, yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see if, if these two courses also have the flat greens. Then we'd know for sure at this point it's not an accident. But uh, I'm hopeful because all three of my, my top three all don't have flat greens on hole one, but I think would be awesome courses. Yeah, it could be a game changer. So uh, tier two, we won't spend a ton of time on these. Uh, I put in tier two would have been Pine Meadow and Mystic. They've already been used, mm-hmm. uh, but tier tier two, uh, Ridgewood first, uh, Buckhorn, Kiwi Springs, Heartland Creek, Crimson Rock, and Shadow Swamp. So you a lot of times what what happened with tier two is. They could be interesting courses. Maybe not enough change from Golden Tee 4 to Golden Tee Live. It could be that there's a lot of uh, long par 4s that just aren't drivable. 450 they, yards. 480 yeah. yards. that yeah. are just or, or it's like a 410 yard, but there's a creek right in front. And so mm-hmm. there's just enough holes that didn't change. Um, not any drivable par 5s. That was something they did in the early days of the Golden Tee 4 courses. Were, yeah. Like Suerte del Sol had a couple drivable par 5s. Kings Canyon. Had one, maybe two now drivable par fives. Uh, none of the none of the more recent four courses had drivable par fives. I thought that was an interesting shift. Um, but any of these, I'd be uh, I'd be okay with. Uh, I, I I was okay with Pine Meadow. I was okay with Mystic Hills. They, again, they wouldn't be my, in my top choices, but certainly acceptable courses. So if 
if there was one tier one and one tier two, just like the last two years, I think I'd be happy with that. I've been happy with the remastered courses. Yeah, definitely. Then we get to tier tier three, and I label these, I hope not. Yeah, I saw that notation, big bold letters up here on our whiteboard, Tony. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there we've got Blue Horizon, Oak Hollow, Balmoro Greens, Painted Gorge, Bluestone, Bayside, Cedar Meadows, which was like an amateur course back in the day. So like all the greens have one slope, or two slopes. All right, so so Tony, I got a phone call. It looks like it was potentially from work, but we're back. And I, I was hoping it was from Evan Gossett with a sponsorship opportunity. But yeah, I, I, guess I, I would on. normally welcome those calls. We would interrupt the podcast for that, but I let that thing go to voicemail. So you were covering Tier 3 with the I Hope Not courses. Yeah, I think we almost got through that. I uh, Last place was... I think I was just mentioning, so Cedar Meadows was an old... Uh, Basic course, you uh, said. Uh, like an amateur course, uh, paired with Shadow Swamp, which had a, Shadow Swamp is in Tier 2, and that was like a, a halfway through the year they released a couple courses. But anyway, last place is Maple Acres. Uh, par on that course was going to be like 26. It was all like non-drivable par 4s, really, truly putrid, uh, hopefully. They did not choose Maple Acres. So, and it doesn't have a flat green. Yeah, so, lot, so, thank so, God. So, so if you're talking about a par where it's only 26, I mean, we've talked about sand snipers in the past. I mean, at that point, if par is only 26 and you want to and you want to go low, I mean, you got to look at some options here in terms of holeouts. Yeah, you uh, you know, we talked about sand snipers. You go into the sand, so you get a little uh, lower club, lower elevation. Take it out, keep it out of the wind. Uh, mulch missiles. Mulch missiles. Yeah, that's not all courses have mulch, but when you do, you look for those mulch Beals missiles. Creek, I know. Uh, not, you know what? Almost all courses do have is rough. Rough. So from the rough, you're looking for some rough rockets. Rough rockets. Yeah. Ooh. So uh, yeah, if, if you're looking for holdouts, look for those mulch missiles, rough rockets, and uh, sand snipers. That's what. So so ultimately, what we're looking at with the sand sniper, the mulch missile, and the rough rocket. Let's give kind of a, you know, saving strokes slight segment in here. So what exactly do you mean by if you're, if you accidentally miss the fairway or you don't drive the green, so what benefits do they have? Because a lot of people may take being in the sand, the mulch, or the rough as a negative. How can you use that to your advantage? So if I'm purposely going to try to do it, I'm trying, you know, as I said, I'm doing it to keep it out of the wind. If I'm 150 yards away, maybe I'm using a five hybrid, whereas normally I might have a, a seven iron or a six iron or something That's like that. That's higher lofted. It's higher lofted, gets in the wind more. Um, but really, it's most effective if the pin's in the back of the green. So you, uh, tough to bring in a, a club low and low and hot if the pin is in the front of the green. Unless Correct. you're trying to bounce it up, which usually doesn't work all that great. Uh, but yeah, you're looking, and usually if it's the pins in the back and I'm coming out of the sand, just throw a little bite on it so immediately it gets rolling on the green and, and run it in there and try to get your hole out. Five that's, hybrid out of the sand with bite. Oh, That's a sand that, sniper special yeah, right there. Five hybrid, that five wood, <clears throat> oh, beauties. Yeah. So one of the things that has also come up, uh, IT initially, we kind of covered this last week, talked about how, in theory, the classic course of the week was supposed to start recently, yep. right at the end of events modes. We, we thought it would have been a great transition right from events mode, because uh, we have a handicap events mode this week. We also had a week off, but transitioning the hype, the excitement of the game after 12 weeks trying to qualify for the world championship, uh, where people could have gone back and played a classic course. You know, We're talking about remastered courses, but in terms of classic courses as well, I think they've done a great job with the selection. Uh, for the most part, I know yep. last year they put out a list, 
a lot of times we got to give you a preview. We're hoping to give you that preview again where we can do a pre-release Sunday night for those Sunday listeners to give you a heads up on what the course is going to be. But I'm looking forward to this. It sounds like it's not going to be until June. Yep. Uh, and at this point, I'm patient with it. The weather's starting to turn here in Minnesota, trying to get out golfing, going to outdoor baseball games. Yeah, and, and, and they're almost halfway doing it, right, with the class, or with the uh, events mode this week. They're using Bonnie Moore. Uh, maybe the, maybe next week will be a very similar events mode, non-handicap, hopefully. Uh, and it'll be another classic course. So they might kind of ease us into the classic course of the week. Uh, but, yeah, once, we, once that classic course of the week gets rolling, I... At least I always, unless it's a course I really don't care for, like Jackrabbit Junction or something like that, um, it's it's a course that I play more than any other course that week for sure. Yeah, it's, it, it's a course I end up playing it, a lot. It's it's fun to go chase those and play a course that you haven't been able to play typically for a couple years. Yep. Uh, and play that for money again. You see a lot of people in that. You talked about how today it felt like kind of the Shark Tank out there again, but it's fun to play against the best players on a course that we haven't probably played for a long time unless you're a home edition owner or playing a lot of invites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so finally we're going to close out. Uh, I just, right before we started this podcast, I played some daily. Uh, noticed that the uh, the Tuesday daily uh, pot was pretty low, almost down to, almost down to... Uh, weekend weekend levels. levels, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think the Freaky Friday has been kind of anywhere between 4,000 and 4,500. Uh, usually that, that throwback Thursday stays pretty strong. And, and mix-up Monday has been kind of slowly trickling down, but not so bad. So those are our big three days. But but you know, these midweek, mid-week ones have been have been slowing down as well. And I think it's just, you know, you, you get Sandhill again. And, you know, whether, it's, whether it's Sandhill or yeah. Agave, it's, you know... The courses have been out for a while, even though the tee boxes haven't necessarily. And so, one idea that uh, Al Jazz actually threw out was let's do a, let's do a seventy four courses in seventy four days. Oh, I think so that'd be pretty fun. So it's like ESPN thirty for thirty. Yeah, it's almost like classic course of the week, but you're only seeing it once, and you're seeing it once a day. So yep. to me, that screams exclusivity. Where, oh, oh my gosh, they're, they're bringing back Turtle Island. Hate it, but you bring back Turtle Island once over the course of those 74 days 74 worlds qualifiers 74 courses that they've released yeah you do that it's over good the synergy course, and, and, and you do that over the course of 74 days during the summer doldrums uh i, th- I think that's a great idea uh and shout out to al jazz yeah that's a great idea and i think you could i mean you could take it a step further you could have uh you could have prizes for anybody that plays all 74 you could have set prizes for everyone that anyone that plays more than 50 days you could have um you know you could have uh it's damn near infinite 74 by 74 does not equal infinite but uh there's a lot of options with this to your yeah, point you, you i think could, that's a great you idea could do the little giveaways and and i think it would just push interest uh during the time of the year where the interest mm-hmm. is is waning a little bit and most and some of that's because the course has been out for a while a while some of that's just because it's summer especially here in minnesota we don't we don't play as much golden tea in the summer because it's it's nice out and yeah, we get we, out and we go to some twins games like we might do tomorrow and and uh, crack some beers yeah so uh, <laughs> so yeah I think that was just an idea and I think it'd be a really fun uh, idea for IT to implement so we talk about prize pools dropping so say you throw out Bonnie Moore some of the more popular courses Bonnie Moore Kangaroo Trail Rattlesnake Ridge you put those out on a Tuesday and all our listeners and all the golden tea fans who have the app. See that on a Tuesday where they might not go out, they might swing out after work, play a game or two just to play that course because they know that that might not hit, number one, for the next 74 days, and it might not be a part of Classic Course of the Week, which should be released in June here. Yeah, because there's obviously not 74 weeks 
that they're gonna have classic course of the week. I don't know how it's what about twenty weeks or so that they end up doing classic course of the week for. So yeah. you're getting about what a little less than a third or a quarter, a little more than a quarter of the courses covered. So again, if you get hammer out seventy four courses in seventy four days, part of me would miss the Freaky Friday, but you know you're still gonna get a lot of gameplay on a Friday, I th- and the I pot's think gonna would, be up. And to, in my mind, you would skip the Freaky Friday. I think the Freaky is basically a, a unique course in and of itself, where yeah. Friday would kind of be a day off. That that would be my thought. But either way, I, I think it's a great idea because if if you transitioned a, a Freaky Friday into one of the slower or least light courses of those 74s, if you introduce that first Freaky Friday carryover to Turtle Island, I might only play one Turtle Island if it was on a Tuesday, but if it's on a Freaky Friday, I'm playing, you know, maybe a little three better bud. A little three and free? Maybe a little four better bud. A little four uh, and out I'm, the door? I'm, I'm definitely playing a couple more on Freaky Friday to uh, chase that pot. All right, so hey, uh, that idea was free. We are not char- <laughs> charging for these consultative services, but uh, if you have any questions, IT, and want any ideas, we're, we're happy to give them to you. But uh, I think that's going to be it for the Podmore Get Better this week. Again, thank you to Chris Longino and the Longino Dance University. Again, promo code Baldmore Dance Better. Yes. Uh, make sure to log in and get your free twerking uh, tutorial. So, uh, yeah, until next week, uh, I'm Tony Johnson. I'm Will Sandstead. Cheers. Mountains are still blue. Cheers.